0: So I've been reading a book by Paul Tripp, and so this Wednesday as we were meeting together as adults, I read an article from Paul Tripp, and he was talking about thankfulness, right? And he talked about Thanksgiving in particular. And one of the things he says is, is the fact that we set aside a holiday for the particular purpose of Thanksgiving is pretty amazing. And it shows two things about us. Number one, it shows that deep down uh, that we want to be a grateful people. Right? That we, we want to be a grateful. We recognize that we should probably be grateful. But he said the second thing it shows is that the, the truth that we're not. That, that typically we're not. That's why we have to make it a holiday because naturally we don't do this well. Um, we're, we're more of a complaining people that think that the whole earth uh, is supposed to revolve around us. And so when stuff doesn't go our way, we, we gripe and moan and complain. And, and so uh, he, he just talks about the need for kind of a gospel reset. And that's kind of what this series is, is meant to be, is a little bit of a gospel reset for you. Uh, just, just a way to kind of recalibrate, hey, listen, uh, Jesus is good, the kingdom is is alive, it's active, and instead of getting caught up in all of the negativity, all the stuff going on in our world, man, let's focus on who Christ is and what he's done for us, because that's where all true thanksgiving comes from, and so that's kind of what I want to do for you this morning. Last part of this series, week three, things I'm thankful for, and, and, and this morning I want to focus on the gift of the Holy Spirit, right? The gift of the Holy Spirit. So there's three things I want to share with you about what this the, the gift of the Holy Spirit does for us. By the way, it makes us rich. I'm going to talk about that three ways the Holy Spirit makes us rich. But before we can get there, I kind of need to establish a foundational truth that most people don't love. Okay? It like like you'll like it, I think, when, when you understand it, but I'm gonna say it and you're gonna go, that ain't right, Pastor, but it is right. It's a theological truth. And so kind of a foundational statement this whole talk is founded upon is, is this truth here. I call it a banner statement, and and, and here it is. One of the greatest things Jesus did for us was leave. One of the greatest things Jesus did for us was leave in order to send the Holy Spirit. Okay? One of the greatest things Jesus did was leave in order to send us the Holy Spirit. And so listen, man, we know the greatest thing Jesus did for us was die in our place, right? Salvation is the greatest gift, absolutely. But, but I'm going to submit to you, if you study Scripture in its whole, in its entirety, the full counsel of God's Word, what you're going to find is, is, is this. I, I believe the second greatest gift that arises is the fact that Jesus, Emmanuel, uh, God with us, chose to leave us in order to send us the Holy Spirit. In order to send us the whole. In fact, Jesus says, "Listen, it's better for you this way. It's better for you." That's what I want us to wrap our minds around. And so, uh, so before we talk about how rich we are in the Holy Spirit. I think first, because you guys are looking at me, I can't see your faces, but your eyes are going, uh-uh. So I just wanna, I just kind of want to unpack this first truth so that we can get to how good the Holy Spirit is, how rich we are in the Holy Spirit. So here's here's where it kind of begins is uh, we get into the book of John and around chapter 13, Jesus is like, hey guys, I, I gotta get out of here. So he's setting up his disciples for for this fact that he's going to leave. He's going, hey, listen, I've got to leave you. I've got to go. To which Peter responds in John 13, 36, Lord, where are you going? And and Jesus answers, where I'm going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow later. And of course, this is the famous place where, or the infamous place where Peter's like, no, Lord, I'm going to go wherever you go and I'll lay down my life for you. And Jesus is like, really, Peter? Because before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. Not a great moment for Peter. But then, the conversation Jesus is having with his disciples doesn't stop there, it keeps going. And so he continues this, hey, I've got to leave you, and he begins to explain, here's why I've got to go. Right, And he gives them two reasons. Reason number one, in John chapter 14, the thought continues, it's going to all go all the way through 16. But in John chapter 14, verse 1 and 2, he says, listen, uh, don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would not have told you I'm going there to prepare a place for you. So reason number one, Jesus says, hey, I've got to go, is because he says, I've got to go prepare a place for you. Right? But there's a second reason that Jesus has to go. And we don't learn about that really until later on in John. Uh, John 14, verse 15, and then really we learn the truth in chapter 16. But here's what it says in John 14, uh, verse 15 and 16. It says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. And I'll ask the Father, and he'll give you another counselor to be with you forever. Right. And so we kind of get a hint, okay, well, well, there's going to be something else. But we don't understand that that's really why Jesus is going until John 16, verse 7. He says, nevertheless, I am telling you the truth. It is for your benefit that I go away, because if I don't go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I'll send him to you, right? So Jesus is going, hey, guys, I got to go, Right? i got to go, and, and, and listen, there's two reasons i got to go. i got to go so I can prepare a place for you. But more than that, I have to go so that I can send the counselor. And if I don't go, I can't send the Holy Spirit. And you, listen, as hard as it is for you to imagine this, right? Like, Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus is going, as hard as it is for you to fathom this, you need something more than you need my physical presence with you. You don't just need God with you. You need God in you for what I'm calling you to do. So I've got to go, it's, it's better this way. And, and, and man, this is, this is astounding, right? This is astounding that, that he's going to come. And, because here's what the Holy Spirit does. John 16, 13 says, when the Spirit of truth comes, he's going to guide you into all truth. So, so this Holy Spirit who Jesus is like, it's better if I go. Like, I need to send him to you. And, 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 and that's why, why I'm going, by the way. I'm going to send him to you. And listen, it's better for you because here's what he's, he's going to guide you into all truth. And, and then get this in John 14, 17. He says, uh, he's going to remain with you and he's going to be in you. He's going to be in you, right? Not just, not just God with you, but God in you. And so we, we start with this foundational truth that, listen... One of the greatest gifts Jesus ever gave us was the fact that he actually left to send us the Holy Spirit. Uh, that messes with you a little bit, right? How, how many of you here this morning would say, you know what? There's been a time in my life that I've just wished I could physically see Jesus right here with me, right? right? You've been through those moments. You know, That's what I really need is if I could just see Jesus, If he was just physically present. And, and here's what I'm telling you. It's actually better that he's not. Because you don't just have God with you. Friends, you have God in you. And it's better. That's what Jesus says. It's better. So, so, man, if that's the truth, and the Holy Spirit is God in us, then, then how rich are we? And that's what the Bible begins to kind of lay out. In First Corinthians, uh, Paul kind of unwraps this mystery in the first three chapters. And that's what I want to share with you. So three things that the Holy Spirit does for us. Number one, the Holy Spirit makes us rich in knowledge. I want you to know this morning that the Holy Spirit makes us rich in knowledge. So Jesus promised the Holy Spirit, said, he, said in John 16, 13, the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. Guide you into all truth. The Apostle Paul puts it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. He says, I always thank my God for you because of the grace of God given to you in Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in Him in every way. In speech and in knowledge. Enriched in Him in every way. Now, at first reading... Uh, you, you read that and you go, well, he's talking about Jesus. He says, hey, I, I'm thankful that you were enriched in Jesus in every way. But if you read contextually, you've got to read three chapters worth to get this. You get on to chapter 2, and it's talking about the knowledge again, right? So, so this is the knowledge. I, I Listen, you, you're enriched in knowledge, but listen to the kind of knowledge it talks about in chapter 2. And and here's what it says in chapter 2, uh, verse 6. It says, we do, however, speak of a wisdom, that's a knowledge among the mature, but not a wisdom, not a knowledge of the this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. On the contrary, we speak of God's hidden wisdom in a mystery. A, a wisdom from God predestined before the ages for our glory. Now, now so, so this is that knowledge, man. We've got all this richness in knowledge. But again, is, is, it, is it from Jesus? Is that, how, how do we get that knowledge? And this is where it's unpacked. I, I'm going to read in my Bible. If you've got your sermon that's open, you can click on it. In verse 10... Dear 14 it says, Now God has revealed these things to us by the Spirit. Since the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God, for who knows a person's thoughts except his Spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we haven't received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who comes from God so that we may understand what has been freely given to us by God. We also speak these things not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual things to spiritual people. But the person without the Spirit does not receive what comes from God because it is foolishness to him. He's not able to understand it since it is evaluated spiritually. And listen, what that is saying is that God has done something for us by giving us the Holy Spirit. He has given us this great gift of knowledge. And and friends, I I don't know how you think yourself. Maybe you think that you're not the smartest person in the room. You're not the sharpest tool in the drawer, uh, or tool in the shed, knife in the drawer, whatever. You know, brilliant rocket scientist, whatever. Maybe that's how you think yourself. But I'm here to tell you that in Christ, you have something that the world can't. Because some of the greatest minds of the world can't understand anything about God. And yet you know Him. And not only do you know Him but He lives and He dwells in you. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, so listen, when we receive the Spirit, we, we got rich. We got rich, first of all, in knowledge. Second, the Bible says we got rich in power, right? We got rich in power. So the, the same passage, uh, 1 Corinthians 1, 4 through 5, I always thank my God for you because of the grace of God given to you in Christ Jesus that you were enriched in Him, you were made rich in Him in every way. It says, in all speech, and knowledge. Now, we talked about knowledge, talked about so in all speech, and then 1 Corinthians, 6, uh, 1 Corinthians 1, 6 through 7, if we read on, it says, In this way, the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly await the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, two phrases here. Uh, number one, it says that you're enriched in all speech, and then it says, so that you don't lack any spiritual gift. That means that you're also rich in spiritual gifts. So let's talk about those two things. Both of those things relate to the power that God gives you through His Spirit. You said, what? I got power? You got power, right? Acts one eight says when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you're going to receive power to be His witness, right? And so, so listen, we're empowered to be witnesses for God. We're also empowered to do work for God. Right? Spiritual gifts are our empowerments by God for a purpose. Ephesians 4.12 says all spiritual gifts are given to us so that we might build up the church. Think about this for a second. So, so listen, Jesus is like, hey, there's something better than me physically with you, and that's me living in you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because listen, if Jesus were physically present, there would be one Jesus, right? There would be one mouthpiece. There would be one person to, to go out and, and try to, to spread the message and to share the truth. That's how ministry was for Jesus. But he says, I'm going to go away and I'm going to send the Spirit to you. And guess what? Now there's multiple mouthpieces. And, and here's the beauty. Now, you don't have to worry about what... How many people have ever been freaked out trying to talk to somebody about God? Right? Been a little worried right see i don't know i can't do it i can't do it here's the beauty god's in you you just have to bah, that's it you just gotta open your mouth god will take care of the rest don't throw up on them by the way it's covid like people will not respond well they might I, who knows what they'll do uh but listen oh we have we're so worried about what to say and the bible says all you, you are you're a witness we're with, we've, we've kind of trained up people in the church to think that everybody's got to be an evangelist. Brother, you don't have to be an evangelist. God only set apart so many people to be an evangelist. You're called to be a witness. A witness says, hey, I stopped at the stop sign. I saw a red truck fly through a stop sign, hit a green car. That's what I saw. And your response to the world is that God gives you power to stand before a watching world and say, listen, here's all I know is that I was lost. I was I was alone. I, I felt like nobody loved me. I was a wreck. And And suddenly God invaded my life when when I asked him to, and, and all I know is now I'm not alone. All I know is, is now I know I'm loved. All I know is now I'm forgiven. And somebody says, man, how can you prove that? I said, listen, my life's the proof. That's all I know. I'm just telling you what I know. That's what you're called to do. And God gives you the power for that. Stop thinking you've got to be an evangelist. God's given you the power to tell your story, Right? But, but then God's also equipped you. He's also empowered you to be the church. Because the church ain't a person that stands in a pulpit. The, the church is a group of people that invade every place they go and they, they do kingdom work and they build up people. And man, if we ever needed the church, it's in COVID, right? Because a mouthpiece isn't enough. Jesus proved that. He went into heaven so you have multiple mouthpieces. We are meant to be the body of Christ. Meet needs where you are. Love people where you are. You know, we're having church out at the park and we have people just walk by and and uh, somebody walked by a couple weeks ago and stopped. And now they, they walk by every morning and stop. And this morning they, uh, they gave to the church. Just said, hey, man, I so much appreciate this ministry. Our church is still still closed, right? And just because we're out being the church. And somebody, not me, because I was teaching, somebody stopped and introduced themselves to them and, and had a conversation with them. Like, You're meant to be the body of Christ, right? And so, listen, you're rich in knowledge because of the Holy Spirit. You're also rich in power. Third thing, guys, you're rich in presence. You're rich in presence. Man, how, how, how on earth can, can Jesus look at us and say, it's better if I go, right? How, how could he say that? Well, he says that because he, he knows what's better than God with us. Well, God in us, right? God in us. John 14, 17, remember this is what he said, the world's unable to receive the Spirit, it doesn't see Him or know Him, but you do know Him because He remains with you and He will be in you. Paul writes this in Ephesians 3, 16 and 17, he says, I pray that He might grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with power in your inner being through His Spirit and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. A little mystery right there is that as the Holy Spirit lives in us, so does Jesus live in us. Why? Because there's one God in three persons. So Christ in us, Paul would actually say in Colossians, that that's the mystery of the gospel. Colossians 1.27, God wanted to make known among the Gentiles the glorious wealth of his mystery. What's the mystery? Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's the mystery. So he says, Pastor, how do you explain that? I don't. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. So what do we do when we start to grapple with the Holy Spirit and the gift of the Holy Spirit and all that that means? Listen, if if the Bible is right, and I believe it is, then the Holy Spirit that lives in you is one of the greatest gifts that God could ever give you. And listen, it has made you rich. No matter what you think about yourself, no matter what the enemy tries to tell you about yourself, you are rich right? And, and listen, the enemy is, uh, works overtime. amen? Anybody felt that here in the last few months? Enemy is working overtime, trying to tell you that you're nothing, that you're nobody, God doesn't love you, God doesn't care about you, and, and listen, you need to get back to the truth of God's word. What is God's word? Not only does he love you, he loves you so much to save you, but then he actually left you because he loves you because he wanted to not just be with you, but to be in you, and to give you power to live the life that you need to live. So what do we do? Three things, I think, when we start to grapple with the Holy Spirit. Number one, uh, first and foremost, we repent, we believe, and we receive. This gift is just that. It's a gift. But you have to receive a gift, right? I I can buy you a gift. It can be the greatest thing that you've ever known. I can wrap it up real pretty, put a bow on it, tape it up on all sides. You know, if I'm wrapping it, I'm going to put like some duct tape on it so it's not easy to open. But it's your gift, But as long as it sits under my tree, it ain't your gift yet. See, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God's given the gift. But it's up to you to receive it. It's up to you at home to receive it. You, at some point in your life, have to say, You know what, I I am who the Bible says I am. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner and I need saving." We have to cry out to God God, save me. And so we have to believe. We have to believe that there is a God. We have to believe that we are sinners. We have to believe that he sent his son Jesus to solve our sin problem, to live the perfect life that we couldn't, to die on the cross in our place. We have to believe that he conquered death, that he rose again. He ascended into heaven where he now sits at the right hand of the Father. We have to believe that he's preparing a place for us and that He is going to come back and take us to be with him where he is. We have to believe those things. But we also have to believe that he wants to live in us. And we have to receive that. See, when you believe in Jesus and you give your life to him, at that moment, you receive the Holy Spirit. It's not a second anointing, it's not a later thing that you get saved, and later on, you, you, you get the Spirit and all the gifts. It happens right away. It happens right away. So we have to do that. Second thing we have to do is you have to give thanks for the gift of the Holy Spirit.? Right? That's what this whole series is about, uh, is, is, is being thankful. And, and one, of the things, one of the reasons we did this, we felt like, man, this year, boy, did we need to be thankful people. Because there's a whole lot of things that people are not happy about in the world. And, and, and listen, as you watch stuff, you still ain't happy. Uh, it may not be happy for a while, folks. And, and so listen what I'm telling you. You've got to find ways to be thankful. And, and, and the best place to start is not looking out there. The best place to start is looking up there. Go, God, man, you are so good. That's what we sang about this morning. God, you are so good. Look what you have done for me. And and listen, I I know that it feels lonely sometimes, right? I know that some some of you felt that isolation from COVID. Some of your Thanksgiving plans have already been jacked up, and and that's that's weighing on you. Emotionally, this thing is rough. I know that you may feel alone, but there is something better than Jesus being physically present with you and it's that he lives in you by his spirit and even when you you know you know the reason you're still breathing you know the reason that that last problem didn't do you in can I tell you why the reason is because the power of God is coursing through your veins that's the reason he is literally sustaining you and holding you up amen so give thanks for that God, thank you. I have knowledge and, and I have power and I have your presence, God, okay? Lastly, lastly, is we have to take advantage of our gift. Uh, I, I, I spend Thursday uh, morning writing, doing slides, and then I sit down with Franklin and Catherine, and we talk about things and uh, try to process things, and they help write all the questions that we want you guys to go home and talk with one another about. And, uh, and so this week, I, I was talking about this, this point, taking advantage of your gift, and I was, I was thinking about like a car collector, right? Um, any, anybody like old cars? Anybody like old cars? Pat, I, 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 saw, I saw a really, really sweet uh, uh, Nova, like, like a, no, 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 it was SS Malibu is what I saw the other night, and uh, I mean old, like yellow racing stripes, and dude, it was, it was nice, and I thought, man, that is an awesome car. I was like, I would love to drive that car, and you know what I hate is the people that have all the money to buy those cars, and then they set them in a garage, and they never do anything with them. Brothers and sisters, that's what a lot of us do with the Holy Spirit. We have a treasure. We are rich. And yet this thing, right, this, this beautiful car that's meant to drive, Holy Spirit's a person. This person that has given us knowledge and power and presence, we don't take advantage of. What's up? That's all I can, what's up with that? All right, we gotta do better than that, man. You have the power to be an impact for the kingdom. You have the power to to be a witness. You have the power to build the church. Man, you you have the presence of God with you. You're never alone. Take advantage of that. Paul says it this way. He says, so keep in step with the spirit because man, he's moving. Spirit of God is always moving. He's always walking, always in fellowship with God. So take advantage of that, friends. That's my hope and my prayer. Listen, uh, thank you for being with us. We've got a couple quick announcements, and then we are going to pray you guys out. And uh, do we do slides on these, Catherine? we have slides? Yes, we have slides. Okay, so we're going to throw up some slides, uh, big screen, and I will go over these announcements for our at-home folk. Uh, number one, uh, next week is our budget presentation. Uh, so we're going to have worksheets that we'll, we'll give to you guys in person, I think at the park and here. I think I'm speaking for finance. They may change. We're giving out worksheets, Right. Worksheets, the printed worksheet. Um, I will give you the, the basic uh, gist of it. Is is that our budget is going to go up by two hundred and fifty dollars a month? Is it is it ish two hundred and fifty ish dollars? It's a little lesser, a little more, a little less than two hundred and fifty dollars a month total. Total, it's not bad, right? So we'll talk about the areas that we're making some changes and things like that. Insurance is insurance, uh, and so we'll talk about some of those things. We've worked really hard just to keep things where they are. Um, second is uh, bags of blessing is going on. So we're not doing our Christmas service in person where everybody comes in and we sing Christmas curls and preach the gospel. We're going to do the, the... car delivery system that we're doing with groceries, but we're still trying to feed 100 families Christmas dinner. We cannot do that on our own. So this is an opportunity for you and your family to pray about how many bags you can do. Listen, if you are not comfortable going into the store, uh, we, we've got the list for you and you can, you can literally, by the way, we've emailed out that list. It's in the digital uh, bulletin. You can click on a link and you can, you can pre-place that order on HEB, Walmart. They will bring it to your car which is awesome. And so, uh, so we want to encourage you, please do that. Remember, we take care of the turkeys. If you want to financially help with that, uh, that, is, that is fine, but we're going to do that. Uh, number three, last one. Uh, last one, last one, last one. Oh, what was my third one at the park? Oh, Advent books. Advent books. I'm stepping out of the shot. I'll be back in the shot. Hold on, I'm coming, coming back. Or you could switch the camera. Three, but it's okay. I'm back in the shot now. Um, these things, these books for you, can, can, can come on, help me out, Franklin on zoom on me Franklin I believe in you I believe okay there we go camera two these books we have for you people at home uh, and people here so if you're not uh, in person you're just doing online um, swing by the church during office hours Monday through Thursday from nine to four and we will be glad to give you a copy of that these are free and guys we're going to be walking through this Advent book uh, this Advent season and so uh, it's very cool we start Advent by the way next Sunday, so when you come back Sunday, there's going to be a Christmas tree up and some wreaths, Uh, if like one or two of you, I don't need a million of you, but if one or two of you like climbing on ladders, Michael Matthew, uh, I know you're back there listening, and want to hang up our big wreaths in the back, we would love you for it, Um, but we're going to meet here tomorrow at 9 9 a.m., and uh, just just a couple of people, we're trying to keep numbers down, uh, just... To avoid things. So anyway, um, but this book, we want your family to have one. Please come grab one at the end of service. We kick it off uh, Sunday, and that's, that's when day one starts. There's a family kind of lighting of the candle, talking about Advent, and then your readings start the next morning, okay? Everybody good? All right. Guys, that's all we have. We love you. We're going to say bye to our at-home audience. Bye, guys. See you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>